Let's continue our discussion here about today's trading action as stocks power back. Commodities may be part of the answer. Let's bring in Bob Iacchino, founder, chief strategist at Path Trading Partners. So, Bob, two days of warm inflation prints and the market is grinding its way through it here. Does this make a bullish believer out of you? Uh, bullish on what? On crude oil? Stocks. Let's uh, start there. Stocks? No, not quite yet. Okay. I, on record at this point is saying this is, well, let me just say it again. This is what I really would like to see from a stock's perspective. I would like to see a weak earnings season. And even if it's just weak by performance of the equities post earnings, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see stocks get hit like JP Morgan did today. And I'd like to see some basing off of that. You know, you know this, you've been in the business long enough to know that equities are really the only thing that we talk about that have a natural upward bias. And short of any news, stocks will grind up. That's what they'll do. There's money that goes in on the buy side every single month, whether it's 401ks, RIAs, long-only mutual funds. Um, but when there's this sort of underlying theme of we need to go lower, things are really bad, whether it's be because the Fed's going to be more aggressive, because there's a recession coming, uh, because spending is going to be depressed over the next few weeks, months, whatever it is, uh, we need that stuff to wash out. And I think a bad earnings season would wash that out. If we have companies jumping over an already lowered bar, there's likely more downside once that's over. That's my view at this point. It may change as the earnings season uh, kind of gets into the thick of it. Okay, I like that. Makes sense. Uh, as uh, earnings are seemingly the next uh, major stop for the narrative now that we've got our inflation prints in. You know, maybe we get some more clarity on the 75 or 100 for the July hike. But other than that, uh, you know, to your point, when Apple starts reporting, that's when the real party starts. It's always uh, comes down to that in these moments of tension uh, where the market can break either way. Goes back to big yeah. tech. They're kind of trying to hide out in it today. Well, I mean, equities, again, equities will go up unless they're looking for bad news. If they're looking for bad news, they'll find it. So I like the idea of equities finding that bad news. Got it. And CPI wasn't quite bad enough, even though I believe it may be. I mean, if you look, people forget that CPI is an index, right? It's a consumer price index. And we're very focused on the change in that index because that's the report we get. We get the month over month percentage change. We get the year over year percentage change, both headline and core. When you look at just the level of the index, 296 and change, it's 15.7% higher than it was May 2020. So about 25 months ago, right? 15.7% mm -hmm. higher. If you go back to February of 2016 and you take that out four years going forward, Inflation, the CPI index was only up 9.1%. So we're actually running at prices somewhere in the range of three to four times uh, the normal increase of CPI. CPI is very much like stocks. It kind of always goes up, right? It looks for reasons to go down, but otherwise it's basically a straight up curve going back to the 20s. Now, if you look at that particular sort of rise in CPI, we need months and months and months of flat CPI in order for wages to catch up to that. Mm. Real earnings are down 4.4% as of the last reading. And if we stay with the CPI index at 296 for seven, eight, nine months, even 10, 12 months, we're still at a much higher overall rate of the increase of CPI than we were 
on the four years from 2016 to 2020. By the way, For I sure. didn't pick those years because of who was in the White House. I don't care about that. I'm just looking at post-pandemic to now and then pre-pandemic. And I was trying to go back and see how many more years do I have to go back before we have 15.7%. <laughs> I went back four, it was almost 10%. And then I got busy with other stuff. <laughs> okay, I like uh, the articulation of uh, why there's still such uh, headwinds here, just kind of given the expectations of how things should function in this type of inflationary environment. I like that perspective. It's pretty interesting, Bob, framing it that way. So there's a lot of people right now that are feeling very confident that this drop in crude oil and commodity prices is a surefire solution to some of those inflation-driven pain points that you're mentioning. Do you th uh, think that they connect that directly? If uh, crude oil is still down 20%, you know, 25% from the highs or whatever, by the time we get our next reading, does that mean like CPI is going to drop, uh, you know, accordingly? Because a lot of people are acting like it's one to one right now. Is that true? Is that how it works? Well, no. I mean, headline CPI could drop. We're in our second consecutive month of crude oil falling. If you remember when we talked last week, my target was 93 on crude oil, which yeah. is below yep. 93, right? And uh, if I got a weekly close below that, which we don't have yet, you're showing it on the screen, 96.34 right now. If I get a weekly close below that, I've got a target in the in the mid 60s. So um, I think that mid 60s could really be that sort of domino effect. But copper's down 23% in the last two months. Crude oil down almost 16% in the last two months. And those will hit that headline rate of change number again, but they won't lower the core CPI. They won't lower the overall level of CPI enough to make a difference. And again, you know, when we had crude oil, I should say gasoline prices over five bucks, over six bucks in some cities, uh, some states, it feels good to pay $4, feels good to pay 380. Uh, we have very short memories and that kind of things. But if you dig down in that CPI report, you saw things that aren't going to feel good and aren't going to change. One of those was health insurance, right? Health insurance is up over 17%. As the commodity prices fall, copper, crude oil, uh, aluminum, lumber, agriculturals, the health insurance companies are not going to give you that 17% back. And that's something you can't replace. You know, the old thing we used to talk right. about was if chicken prices go up, you buy steak. If steak goes up, you buy chicken. If healthcare costs go up, you buy that health care, right. pay the high prices. So they're going to have to go back for wage increases to make up to make that up. And there's already been these wage increases. So I think one of the issues is getting real earnings to positive is going to be a mix of inflation expectations falling and wages continuing to rise slowly. And I saw uh, add on to our discussion this morning with Lizanne Saunders, who's bringing us a chart showing the same thing with those real wages being now quite depressed. Uh, you can only get them back up uh, one of two ways or two of two ways. So the idea here that wages will continue to be that inflationary uh, pressure, I think is a, a good point that fits into uh, giving us a reason for why this maybe is not done, even with crude oil dropping. That's uh, the important point, just uh, one element of uh, the basket. Thanks, Bob. Good stuff. R really fun convo. Appreciate it. Bob Aicino for Path Training Partners.